before we consider God's word let us unite again in prayer our dear Lord and loving Father we rejoice we're in thy house on the Lord's day and we pray that we might know thy blessing that O Lord thou wilt come and draw near to each one I pray Lord thou wilt grant unto me <clears throat> the help power of the Holy Spirit of God that Lord I might be enabled to preach the word and as always preaching the word I'll always preach Christ endeavor to lift him up and speak well of his finished work at Calvary so Lord come and abide with us now in the Savior's precious name we pray Amen continuing our study in the life of Peter the subject this morning is a holy boldness we read these verses of chapter 4 of Acts and we certainly see the boldness of Peter as he addressed the enemies of Christ those who hated the Lord and those who could not stand the truth that Christ had been raised from the dead didn't matter to Peter he was going to preach Christ anyway with indeed a holy boldness for the healing of the lame man that man who lay at the gate beautiful every day begging that man had been healed and made whole and it caused quite a stir among the people of Jerusalem and Peter and John then seized the opportunity to tell the people, the rulers the elders the Sadducees and others about the one who wrought the miracle and caused the lame man to be able to stand up and they jumped for joy that he had been healed he told them about the person the person they're told that when the rulers saw the lame man walk they marveled they marveled verse 12 and Peter made it clear that the God of our fathers had glorified his son through the healing of the lame man in other words Peter was telling those gathered there that Christ was the one who had healed this man notice also not only did he tell them about the person but he spoke to them and preached 
about the power a man who was unable to walk from the day he was born was able now to walk Peter said that through placing his faith that is the, the lame man placing his faith in Christ and we read in the verse 16 his name hath made this man strong putting his faith in the name of Christ hath made this man strong from weakness to strength from being helpless to being active look there at the verse 7 there we read in the verse 7 and when they had set them in the midst they asked by what power or by what name have ye done this in verse 8 and Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel and he went on to tell them the Lord Jesus did it all for this dear helpless man so we notice the person and the power and the perfection we know that whatever the Savior does whatever the Savior did during his public ministry he always did it well he always did it well it was always perfect whatever Christ did there was nothing lacking to anything the Lord did Peter tells his audience that Christ hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all that's how Peter described what the Lord had done for this lame man he has given him perfect soundness think of it you consider those words it tells us that this lame man was not partially healed no he was perfectly healed perfect soundness was in his body this reminds us that when the Lord saves his soul it is a perfect and complete work Paul says and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power Colossians 2 and 10 ye are complete in him no not saved today and then being in danger of being lost tomorrow not at all it is a perfect salvation it is a complete salvation complete in Christ complete in me the work of mine may take dear Lord the place of thine thy blood hath pardoned bought for me and I am now complete in thee now we see how the bold preaching of Peter stirred up the devil's crowd always does doesn't it and here we see first of all 
the conversions. On the day of Pentecost, Peter anointed with the Holy Ghost stood up and preached to the people there in Jerusalem. What was the result? About 3,000 souls were saved that day. 3,000 souls. Now a number of days later the principal preacher namely Peter declared God's word in the temple and the result praise the Lord the result was the same as we see there in verse 4 how be it many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000 <coughs> we may ask What did Peter preach that brought about such a result? Well, we know. First of all, he preached the word. He preached the word. And from the moment he opened his mouth to preach, there in verse 12, Peter spoke or referred to Christ about 12 times about 12 times so his message was about Christ he focused the attention of the people on God's son and that's the way of course it ought always to be ought always to be just as Paul said we preach Christ crucified that was Paul's message. Wherever he was, wherever he went to, in his missionary journey, the message was the same. He preached Christ. There's no other message. Listen, there's no other message worth giving to poor, lost sinners. No other message. But notice also, much of his message that is the message of Peter that day was from the Old Testament the Old Testament modernistic ministers today of course ignore the Old Testament oh it's out of date they never make much reference to the Old Testament well Peter didn't believe that he didn't believe that for as he preached Christ he preached him as he's revealed in the Old Testament look there verse 21 chapter 4 verse 21 so when they had further threatened them they let them go finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God that which was done sorry I should have went to chapter 3 chapter 3 verse 21 when the heaven must receive until the time 
of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Verse 22, For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up. Prophet, of course, was Christ. A prophet the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And so here is Peter and he preached Christ as he revealed in the Old Testament. And Moses there spoke about Christ and referred to him as the prophet who would come to save and if he was rejected those who rejected him would be lost as well as the word he preached the word we notice here the wicked well of course it was only a matter of time whenever Peter preached the word and Peter preached Christ it was only a matter of time before those who hated the gospel and indeed hated Christ made themselves known look at the opening three verses and as they spake as they spake unto the people the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead and they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day for it was naive and tight as they spoke as they spoke as they preached Christ the godless crowd came and laid hands on them as they spoke they came upon them what was their message the Peter and John silence don't want to hear anymore they laid hands on them and put them in prison they couldn't bear to hear about Christ just as they couldn't bear to hear Christ himself what was their cry then crucify crucify in other words silence him he is to be silenced and the ungodly today have not changed their attitude is the same stand up for the crime rights of King Jesus and proclaim the truth and the enemies of the gospel will seek to silence you take a stand against sodomy <clears throat> as we know all about it today take your stand against the things that God hates and calls an abomination stand against that the, the godless are ready to arrest you as well as the godless 
we see the gathering we see here that Satan mustered as it were his forces against Peter and John because of their preaching we've noted there in the opening verse they laid hands on them who were they? the priests captain of the temple the Sadducees and you look there at verse 6 and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest <coughs> were gathered together at Jerusalem well they all came together they all came together to silence the preaching of the word of course we know nothing has changed they are ungodly today will come together forget about their own personal differences you see it in the political realm they'll all come together to stand against to speak against the man who will stand up for truth and righteousness and declare what the Bible teaches look there and look chapter 22 Luke 22 verse 52 then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him be ye come out against as against a thief with swords and staves when I was daily with you in the temple he stretched forth no hands against me but this is your hour and the power of darkness the power of darkness the Lord referred to the power of darkness that's the satanic power and where there is opposition to the truth of God's word it's the power of darkness that is behind it Paul said in Ephesians 6 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places the power of darkness and wherever, wherever there is an attempt to silence a preacher of the gospel you know it's the power of darkness behind it as well as the godless and the gathering we see the grieved verse 2 being grieved 
that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead imagine they were grieved the preaching of Christ grieved them the preaching of the resurrection grieved them that word grieve means to vex through and through it also <laughs> means to be indignant in other words <coughs> they hated the preaching of the word the message Peter preached inflamed them with great anger they were grieved here we know Satan is grieved each time Christ is preached in all his fullness Satan is grieved when a living Christ is preached a resurrected Christ is preached and all the more reason then all the more reason we should preach him whenever the opportunity presents itself we preach Christ anyway So you have the word, you have the wicked, you have the wonder. Such was the opposition to the preaching of Christ that the rulers laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, verse 3. So they locked up Peter and John as they sought to silence them yes <clears throat> they may have shut up John and Peter the preachers of the word but we praise the Lord we praise the Lord that the enemies of the truth could not stop the working of the spirit of God the verse 4 tells us how bit many of them which heard the word so Peter and John were preaching they were preaching the word how bit many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000 through the preaching of the word and the preaching of Christ this would surely encourage us that no matter how great the opposition to the preaching of the word and the great opposition of the power of darkness we keep preaching because the spirit of God will work anyway in spite of the enemies Spirit of God will work. As well as the conversions, we notice then the challenge. Having been released, Peter and John were then challenged about what had taken place in the life of the lame man. Verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, 
They asked, By what power or by what name had he done this? Referring to the lame man who was able now to walk. By what power, by what name had he done this? They challenged them. What I see here, first of all, is their acknowledgement. I find it very interesting. What they said to Peter and John about the lame man. They wanted to know by what power and by what name have you done this? And so they recognized that there was some power at work in the healing of this man. They recognized that. Well, what did Peter and John preach on to them? The word. There's the power. In Christ, there's the name. <clears throat> and when a notorious sinner gets saved and his life is transformed and is acknowledged look at the change in that man by what power was the uh, was what what power was wrought to change such a man and change him in such a way? What power was used? The power was divine power. Peter preached the word. There's the power. He preached Christ there's the power what did Paul say for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth why would any preacher be ashamed of preaching the gospel of Christ when it is the power of God it is the power of God <clears throat> what do we hold in our hand today what do we hold today the power of God here it is this book is the power of God and changes lives transforms individuals no wonder Paul no wonder Paul told Timothy Timothy preach the word because it's the power of God unto salvation as well as the acknowledgement there is the anointed all who were gathered around Peter and John that day had no love for the word 
not a hypocrite for Christ and when challenged about what took place in the life of this lame man Peter spoke verse 8 then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them there's the anointed Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost now remember this all who were gathered around Peter and John that day they were all haters of Christ they were all enemies of the truth and yet Peter preached with great boldness why? because he was full of the Holy Ghost full of the Holy Ghost <coughs> so with great boldness Peter preached Christ with great boldness Peter preached the word why did he preach with such boldness none daring to make him afraid why because he was full of the Holy Ghost what does this tell us believer it tells us that we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost we do we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost that we may be bold and fearless for the Lord you're in a restaurant you're sitting at a table and the waiter or waitress brings your meal do you bow your head and give thanks for the meal are you, are you embarrassed you wouldn't like, like people to see you bowing your head and pray well, I remember a few years ago in town here the big truck had stopped in one of the restaurants and there the driver had got out of his cab and was kneeling on the roadside at the side of his truck I reckon he must have been a Muslim but he wasn't ashamed to own his religion or his God he didn't care who was driving by and who saw him and when we are filled with the Holy Ghost and with power we'll be bold and fearless for the Lord when Peter and John were threatened with regard to their preaching of Christ instead of being intimidated and fearful no they were bold and declared the truth verse 18 and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all 
nor teach in the name of Jesus go down to verse 29 <coughs> now Lord behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word look at verse 31 and when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word with boldness not ashamed not afraid not intimidated let us then pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit that we also may be bold for the Lord no matter where we are or what company we're in let us not be afraid to speak up for Christ and speak for him he wasn't ashamed of us at Calvary no let us never be ashamed of the Lord I'm not ashamed to owe my Lord or to defend his cause as well as the acknowledgement and the anointed you see the appearance that is we see how the appearance of the lame man is described verse 9 if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole that's how it's described made whole look at the end of the verse 10 God raised from the dead even by him doth this man stand here before you whole what a testimony to what the Lord does and how he does it lame from the day he was born made whole by the power of Christ wasn't partly healed he was made whole and we see him standing there with Peter and John and we say my Jesus have done all things well and we can say the same with regard to our own salvation we know what we were before God saved us but then that day came and the Lord lifted us out of the mire of our sin washed us in his blood cleansed us and made us whole made us whole we are able to say the Lord by his grace and his blood hath made me whole no there's no deficiency in anything that our dear Savior does especially in the work of salvation 
you look at the Lord <coughs> public ministry go through Matthew Mark, Luke and John and the people that the Lord healed and all that Christ healed he made them whole he made them whole he made the blind whole. They were able to see. He made the deaf whole. They were able to hear. He made the lame whole. They were able to walk. He made them whole. And we praise his name. The labor has made you and I whole. has made us whole. What a wonderful change my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. And finally and briefly, as well as the convergence and the challenge they have the confession. Peter had been challenged as to how the lame man was healed. But Peter wasted no time in letting them know, verse 10, Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole in other words Peter made it clear that he or John had no part to play in the healing of this man Christ did it all and there in the verse 10 he spoke about the master he made it known unto all that the Lord Jesus had healed this lame man. You notice he told them about the rejected Christ. He was saying, the person who made this lame man whole, you crucified. You were among those who cried out, crucify, crucify. Yes, he is the one who made this man whole. The rejected. You rejected him. And then he told them about the, not only the, re, <coughs> the rejected Christ, but the raised Christ. He wanted them to know that the one they had crucified was not in the grave he was alive he was alive for God and raised him from the dead and Peter quoted the words of the psalmist Psalm 118 verse 22 the stone that the builders rejected has now become the head of the corner 
And Peter was saying, you rejected him. But he's now the head of the corner. And he's the one who healed us both. As well as the master. You have the message. What was the message? Neither is there salvation in any other. Boy, don't you like that? Don't you like what Peter did? Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none under name, under heaven, given amongst men, whereby you must be saved. Must be saved. And all those who Peter preached there that day, all the religious leaders, Peter was saying, your religion will not save you. You must be saved. That's a great message. That is a great message. May the Lord use the Lord's word today. And may we see that Christ This power to change, transform the life of the worst of sinners. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's bow in prayer.